I'm serious, man. That's where we're headed. That's where we're headed. If, if, if for those of you who haven't read it, I promote it a lot on different podcasts, but you need to go read the other land series by Tad Williams. It's four mm. books. They're massive books, but Oh my God, because it's that right there. It's yeah. the idea of, of the vast majority of people can access the internet through uh, chipsets and they can plug in and go online for a couple days or whatever. Then there's the people who have the immersion suits that are full on like the dune still suits that recycle your waste and they'll feed you and you can go online for you know weeks at a time but then there's the secret organization who's like the illuminati or whatever and they've actually figured out how to transfer their consciousness from their physical bodies into these other worlds on the internet and and they're powering their worlds through the user base of everyone logging in it's it's kind of a dark plot but it's such a good book series and that's really what the end game there is, is everybody being able to transfer their consciousness into the online platform and then become immortal mm. because you no longer need to worry about your body. Um, so would you guys do that? Would you guys do yeah, that? I would. Hey, welcome to the party. We are looking for more of your podcast for all things gaming with a focus on MMOs, RPGs, game development, and gaming culture. I am your host, Phoenix, also known as Samorg. I'm joined today by my returning party members. Welcome back, Renfell. Hello. And welcome back, the Nathan Napalm. Hey, what's up, guys? Glad to be here. Good to have you all back again. And, uh, you know, before we dig in too far, uh, I'm going to give a shout out to all the supporters here on Twitch. YouTube, Patreon, all the places this podcast is posted. Thanks so much for keeping the parties bags stocked for all the adventures here on the show. Also, um, we do have a Colin, not Colin, sorry. We have a uh, iTunes review to read and no Collins today, but you can call in to 1539-664-6801. Um, you can shoot a message to us via email over at the LFM show at gmail.com. And some grunt somewhere will get that to us. The iTunes review is as follows. And this was on 6-1. So I'm sorry that I missed this last week. Uh, Five-star review from DRJ3141. Great MMORPG chat. Years of MMORPG knowledge amongst these hosts. Plenty of good takes and interesting opinions. Definitely worth a listen while you wait for whatever game you think will revitalize the genre. That was fun. Hey, really appreciate that. Yeah, I really do appreciate that, man. Thanks so much. And uh, yeah, so gentlemen, we just kind of gathered a bunch of different topics and news related things. And uh, before we dig into all of those, why don't we talk about what we've been up to since like the last show in no particular order? What you guys been up to? I'll go first, I guess. Um, I finished Stelasta and just amazing also on a side note they just announced today that they're opening a second studio in Lyons, france working on a solasta related project so apparently the launch did very very well for them uh if you haven't played that game i highly recommend that you pick it up it is one of the coolest crpgs i've played since probably like maybe i don't know dragon age origins back in the day it's really good a little rough around the edges in some places but overall good i got a good 30 hours out of it just on a normal run through um that was great and then uh i just wrapped up today i was 
saying this to Nathan before before we went live. I just wrapped up Mass Effect 2 Legendary Edition today, and then I played about two hours of Mass Effect 3 right before I came on the show. So that's I'm cruising down that avenue, and I just pre-ordered Dark Alliance two days ago. So that'll be coming yeah. later down the pipeline. Yeah, man. I actually did a little bit of gameplay on uh, Solasta, and it was just there when they had an initial bit that you could play in the beginning or whatever, and actually played the game and covered it and actually enjoyed it. It was actually really good. So it's good to hear that the the launch actually went really good too. Yeah. And just, it's honestly combat wise, it's really quite challenging. The story is, there are some areas where it, it drops into genre kind of uh -huh. fantasy trope stuff, but for the most part, it was really entertaining to say the very least. And it mm. kept me going and it like, you know, it moved the pace of that game was really well done. So I, you know, nice. I have, really have nothing bad to say about that game other than the animations and voice acting can be a little iffy but it's also <laughs> not a 250 million dollar game right. you know it's something that right. i'm assuming a few million so right on what about you nathan yeah um i've actually been working on the uh, just to piggyback that, a Solasta video about their dungeon creator. Um, mm, so nice. I've been working on that a little bit this week. Uh, but I've I've been playing Lord of the Rings online uh, with Such a good guys. Game. It really is freaking fantastic. <laughs> um, uh, then I've also been playing some EverQuest on the new TLP server, um, and I got to try out New Genesis, the uh, the new Fantasy Star Online too. Uh, and also uh -huh. I've been uh, toying around with Crowfall. Yeah, what do you think of a Crowfall right now? Crowfall's cool, man. It's it's exactly what they said it would be. It's a throne simulator, so you go through seasons of PvP, and it literally goes through seasons. It'll look like spring, then all the areas will look like summer, uh, you know, fall, and, and there'll be snow everywhere, and it'll be winter. And your three factions duking it out uh, for resources, literally building castles, um, uh, and uh, other people trying to crumble them down. Just, it's it's really cool. It's... Uh, PvP lovers dream. Um, PvE players, not so much. Um, real quick tutorial type, couple of hours to get to max level and it's straight to PvP. Um, so wow. uh, it's a it's an end game only. You know what I mean? Like they it. just got rid of the journey, you know, and it's just end game, basically. In game PvP. But runs really good. It's a crowdfunded MMO right. that's hitting the so that's a good thing, right? It runs on Unity, um, and it runs like a champ. Uh, there's a few times i've ran into a little bit of a stutter um but not often usually when you see stutters because there's a crazy amount of stuff going on on the screen and it's good enough to where the entire time i'm playing i keep thinking man mark jacobs spent all that time making his own in-house <laughs> engine all that millions of dollars and here comes these guys yeah. you know hundreds of people on the screen all kinds of stuff going on and it's running like a champ and wow. it's like, and they used unity dude they used unity I'm surprised. Uh, so, yeah. Yeah. Unity's really good yeah. for fans of uh, Cam on Chain while you're waiting. Crowfall really will keep you uh, entertained. Two hours, really? Yeah, two, three hours. It's wow. just a tutorial in your max level, and then you're off to the real game. Wow. That's interesting. Yeah. I mean, when the when the bar to entry in game isn't really that steep, it makes it hard not to go, I mean couple Why not? i mean a two yeah. three hours i could jump in there one day and just like then see what the end game's like i mean that's pretty i mean i spent three yeah. hours doing a yay or nay video on swords of legends online and that it's a beautiful world and everything but it just killed me i feel like i didn't 
I did this like it was, you know, I had a key gifted to me by one of my community members and I was like, okay, I'm going to check it out. Right. I gave it an honest take and everything went and checked it out. I probably spent, I think the, that one day I spent about four hours or something like that playing it and the world looked gorgeous, right? It's an Eastern MMO, obviously. So they're, you know, of course, the, uh, the people publishing, I think it's, what is it? Games, uh, hold on a second. It is, uh, games forge or something like game forge or something like that. I think it's doing it. Uh, Anyway, there's like a lot of people that are concerned it's going to be pay to win. And right now it's not. Yeah, Games Forge. Thank you, uh, Mr. Chat. And so I was like playing through it and everything. And it like looks beautiful. And but the story just didn't really engage me, man. I felt like there was like too much of the interaction is just so drawn out. Like it's about every single interaction from your character. I get it. But it just felt like uh, that, along with a lot of other things, just drags out the story so much. And it's super fetch questy. Like it's easy to navigate the world and everything, but it's just, I felt like I, I mean, I felt like I barely even fought. I felt like I barely interacted with other players. So it just, for me, it takes away from that massively multiplayer thing. I mean, sure. I see them running around, but I'm not doing anything with them. We're not interacting. There's like, and so it just felt like it was fetch questy story. And the story wasn't even that easy to follow. It kind of started to get boring because it just felt like, nothing super engaging was happening for me. Um, so it was a bit of a nay for me um, just because of that. Even though they said in-game is supposed to be really good, I'm like, yeah, but if I don't even care enough to get there, you're yeah. losing me. See, I think I think what's happened here is you've had some developers come along who are like looking at uh, Final Fantasy XIV's success, right? And they're like, we can copy that formula. Mm. We just need a really good story, et cetera, et cetera. But you got to think of Pompins 14 were launched quite a while ago. Right. And we were willing back then to put up with all these fetch quests and all this right. horrible grind of story, right? But they don't do that anymore, right? So if you're current in the game, anywhere near current, if you're past the first, you know, Realm Reborn, uh, it's more action. It's more, mm. um, yeah, you know. true. But I think, I have a feeling that uh, the, the developers of that game, you know, and it, it came out uh, like last year, a long I think time a year ago, ago for them, right? I think uh, it's right, like- right. It was, it was at least over a year ago for them before they actually started yeah doing it here. So that would recently. make sense, right? Like they, they seen Realm Reborn, saw success, started yeah. developing this game. And then by the time it launched, it's like, dude, that's not that. Yeah, they got away with it, but you're not going to, right? They relaunched their game too, because they launched it and yeah. they were like, ah, and then they did that event. They took it down. They scrapped it. They worked on it, rebuilt it, did all the things, right. relaunched it. Respectable, by the way. And by the way, yeah. I like Final Fantasy fourteen. I actually do like it. It did kill me a bit getting through those quests and everything. But when I got the heavens award, I was like, oh, man, this is good, dude. It was, you know, but that's what I'm saying. Like, there's nothing about the story that hooked me to make to cause me to feel invested um, or really care super about like what was going on in the future. So it's just kind of a buzzkill because the game, the game looked beautiful. And I even made references about Final Fantasy 14, too. I was like, man. Yeah, there's, I don't know. there's probably not going to be a better time to throw this in there. Um, but for uh, the more Japanese style mm. uh, MMO, um, Fancy Star Online 2 New Genesis is it's it's not an expansion. It's okay. a brand new game, right? Okay. Um, new graphics engine, new world, everything. Um, and uh, it's if you're into sci fi or if you're into any of the old Fancy Star games, even the Genesis ones. Mm-hmm. Um, tons of throwbacks to the past in the series. It's open world. 
Um, it's got a lot of interaction out in the world. You know, giant bosses appear and everybody working mm-hmm. together to take them down. Nice. Uh, a beautiful game um, and cool story. Uh, like, you know, classic kind of mm-hmm. JRPG kind of um, immediate investment. You know, they get you attached characters like quickly and you kind of want to see what happens next. Uh, so for anybody bored, it's free. It's available on Steam and uh, whoever in the world uses the Windows Store, it's there too. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, it's it's worth checking out if you're into sci-fi. If you're into sci-fi, that's a really cool. Redfall uses it. <laughs> no, 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 I okay, don't. But okay. I was I was forced to recently. This just made me laugh because I don't know anyone that does. But oh, because I was I, I picked up Minecraft. Um, so this that Twitter post the other day. Um, on who's that from again, Nathan? You because you. Oh, that's uh, minus from Pantheon Plus. Yeah. Right. So he posted that thing of his his daughter doing that thing about Minecraft. So my six-year-old nephew, I put a video up on YouTube the other day called, you know, Minecraft with a six-year-old. I had to go buy Minecraft with my brother. And for some odd reason, the Mojang or whatever Mm -hmm. website is, I could not, it wouldn't let me purchase it through their website at all. So I was forced to go to Microsoft's website to try to purchase it. That proved to be this other fiasco because I don't use Microsoft accounts for really anything. And so I was forced mm-hmm. to go back and like look up passwords from old Hotmail accounts. And like then I had to link a payment thing and then it wouldn't take my credit card. So I had to use PayPal. And it was like just this whole two yeah. hour. I told my brother after I was done, it was almost two and a half hours from telling him I'm going to purchase the game to getting the game purchased. And if it weren't for my six-year-old nephew, I would have said, fuck this, I'm done. Because <laughs> if it, if you make it that difficult for me to buy a product from yeah. you, you're not getting my money. But I just yeah. that made me laugh because I've never used the Microsoft store. Uh, I take that back. I may have used it for like a, my Microsoft subscription, but that's a little that's a little different. Um, that's yeah. business related. But yeah, buying games through there was that was not a fun process. It is it is not a fun process. They did not make it easy. Um by any means i had the same kind of issues when i was trying to set mine up way there was some, i think it was actually fantasy star online too originally you had to get it on the microsoft store or the windows store only or something i had to set it up and it was god awful it was horrible dude you know what i've been playing a lot of lately what's that the past couple of days and i'm like super addicted to it it's this game called stream raiders it's literally you can interact with like your community and they can come and play in this like little raid environment i've been addicted to it for like days now i like i turned it off i was running it in the background all the way through work today and stuff and like had it going and running little raids with people uh community's like really from my experience so far super cool like around the game um and uh yeah it's been it was just like a lot of fun man i spent like three hours the past two nights each night which for me is kind of tough these days because it takes a lot to like actually like hold my interest but the three hours were gone like that and i was just so, going through these dungeon runs and playing with people it's so much fun dude i think those games are really interesting yeah. and um i believe uh we're, we're about to hit an age uh very very soon like within the end of this year beginning of next year where we're going to start seeing a bunch of games come out designed for streamers to play with their audience yeah. to interact yeah but which sounds really cool. And it's like, oh, I can't wait for that. But let's think about the way things will really go. Um, you know that if that happens, the game's going to have this thing where it has to attach to Twitch or YouTube or wherever you're streaming. And every time somebody wants to do something interactive, they'll have to pay money. Mm. And the and the game company will will obviously be taking that money 
and um, it will hurt streamers because people will be spending money to interact with the stream and not to support their favorites streamer you know right. so it's gonna happen it's it's coming yeah. i was just thinking about the way they've got they've already got the integration of Baldur's gate 3 because yep. that was a big yeah. thing when Baldur's gate 3 first came out was the integration with twitch Absolutely. to where your audience very cool yep. very cool can vote on how you want to do things um it'll get monetized eventually yeah yeah we yeah, have to be like man. pay the pay the company 50 cents and you can you know Fitty. make this happen in the game etc that was a good reference too because that was one of the things i was thinking about was like how we talked about Baldur's gate last it was like the last year or something we were playing around with that one had some fun with it they could choose like you know options and things but streamers is like it's a super and it's actually a unity game it's actually made on unity by the way uh which was surprising oh. to me i because i didn't think it was i thought it was just web-based but there's actually like a desktop launcher and stuff for it but it's super it's super chilled super simple you know, it's pretty, pretty basic in terms of like its design. It's nothing too crazy that they seem super proactive with like new features, integrations, like seasons, community, like you can get skins made if you're like affiliated partner with them and stuff. Um, a lot of cool stuff like for your own branding, but also really cool for like what you can give your community. And, you know, there's like literally no cost. You can you could purchase things, but you don't even have to to actually play it. And to me, it's just really good because like I'm somebody who's sitting here waiting for a game that's in development. And this gives me something to directly do with my community every time yeah. I'm online, even if you just like factor it into like every 30 minute intervals, because you can do dungeons or you can do like these like raids and the raids are like 30 minutes set up building up your troops and stuff. And then the dungeons are like every five minutes, but similar thing. And it's permadeath with your little characters you got for that particular run and everything. So it's just like super fun. And like the interaction on the dungeon runs are just a lot of, a lot of fun, man. Just like sitting there and like chatting with people. And I don't get a moment to really be bored because I'm either chatting or I'm setting up or both. And it's just been good for me because for me as a creator, like I, like I usually the best thing I have is like a nice chat around ashes or game development or something. And then we have a lot of interaction that keeps me going and I thrive off of community. Right. So if community's there and we're engaging, like I'm thriving as a creator, I'm doing my thing and I'm enjoying it. Um, yeah. So it's been good for me. And so I just wanted to give that game a shout out on the here on this. You can do it as either a captain, which is like a streamer, or you can do a viewer and both sides have their own same, same account, but different progression for both of the different like play styles essentially um anyway um talking about engines um and talking about games uh we'll just talk about this one we, we talked about it a little bit before we got started but i figured let's talk about it now the new elden ring video was out today i mean renfield shared this with me right or with us right before we started i think nathan probably had already seen it i hadn't seen it yet today this is a game we talked about recent or previously that was like Ooh, that game looks good, man. It's got all the things going on. And I'm going to link the video for the actual new trailer to you all in chat. Man, first gameplay reveal trailer, uh, Summer Games Fest 2021. Here it is. Oh, boy, this game has just got me by the everythings, man. I'm looking forward to this one. I'll probably get my ass whooped, but... Oh, yeah. Man. I don't know, man. That'll be the, that's the fun of it, though. You know, that's the fun of these games is dying a hundred times and uh, slowly getting better and more skilled. You mm. know, it's it, you know, it's that old school video game addiction, right? Like mm -hmm. uh, the the, yeah. the Dark Souls series. Um, so the same creators making this game. So this is like an open world, um, deeper 
yeah, that's fair to say a deeper story than Dark Souls um, kind of thing going on here. But what I always the, the only reason I even enjoy Dark Souls um, is because I get that same feeling I got when I was a kid playing really hard like mm. NES games yes. where like it challenged you to the core, you know, where like, you know, you've got nanosecond decisions, mm. uh, you know, and stuff like that to where you almost have to memorize it. You know what I mean? You you memorize like exactly this means that yep. that means this. And, um, so it becomes part of your uh, knee jerk reaction to to do it properly. Mm-hmm. And um, we don't they don't make games like that for the most part anymore. No. Um, you know everything's like ooh we got to give the player we gotta we gotta babysit them we gotta help them we gotta make them make sure they win like you know so <laughs> just have a, a a developer make games where it's like hey we know you're not an idiot here you go here's here's some real meat you know eat uh that's that's pretty fantastic so i'm really looking forward to this there was a game called i don't know how many of you played this it was called depending on where you were at in the world it was called another world or out of mm-hmm. this world yeah. um this scientist who gets get transported oh, yeah. to this alien planet that was a good game about what you were just describing because you had to memorize and there was no easy mode it was mm. This screen, there's like five things you have to memorize in this scene to get past it. And then the next frame is another five or six things you have to memorize to get past that screen. And you would die multiple times on every single screen yeah. uh, trying to figure your way through the whole game. Um, and, but it was great. It was great fun, and it kept you captivated for – I remember being captivated for days on end. I don't know, a couple weeks or something when I played that game. And, it, and it's good times too because it, it's when you make a game like that, it causes people to advertise for you, right? Because people, you'll be talking to a friend and be like, you know, oh, you've got that game too. Cool. Here's how far I made it, right? Yes. And they'll be like, ooh, I made it to this. And you're like, well, I ain't even seen that, you know? And, and it makes mm-hmm. it, it just generates a lot of excitement, you know? Like, you guys ever play the Star Wars games on the NES? Like, the. Yes. Um, Empire Strikes Back, mm-hmm. I remember that one being one of the hardest games I ever Hard. played, especially like oh, yeah, the Tauntaun yeah. stuff, because um, you've got the lightsaber while you're on the Tauntaun, and you've got, it's just, there was there was parts of that game, and Dagobah, I remember when you were in Dagobah, and you've got like, this, there was like snakes and serpents, and yeah, uh, this, uh, that game, uh, I remember that game that was one. hard, dude. Yeah. The second game a- I ever owned, actually, uh, first video game I actually owned was, of course, Mario Brothers. Yeah. Um, and then my dad brought, I didn't even know there was other games yet, right? I was a little kid. I didn't know what was going on. And my dad just came home with Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles one day oh, after work, right? Yeah. The original one, not the arcade too. one. No, no, the that was Nintendo a good... version Whoop. one? Yeah. yeah that dude. baby was hard, man. Yes, you know, man. <laughs> I played that for like seven more years, man. Uh, and, 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 you know, I think, I always think back, that's the game that made me really like a challenge, uh, you know, where you could brag and be like, oh, yeah, come over to my house. I'll show you. I'll show you. Uh, how good I am at this game, mm-hmm. etc. So, dude. So, but it looks good though, don't it? It looks really good. Uh, the bosses—they show quite a few in that trailer. Yes, uh, looks good. Also, the uh, the fact George R. R. Martin helped with the story for this, yeah. Yeah. So, if you uh-huh. like the story, or you like that kind of deep, dark story from uh, Dark Souls. Um, the lore was developed by the same guy that did Dark Souls, the Miyazaki guy. Uh, but then after he made the lore, he reached out to uh, George R.R. R. Martin and was like, hey, here's the lore. Will you make a cool story? So you're going to get the best of both worlds. It's, the story should be absolutely phenomenal. Yeah, it's going to be crazy, dude. Oh, my God. I'm actually so looking forward to this game, man. Do you know 
I'm going to, I was talking to my fiance about this. Uh, we recently, the Elder Scrolls Online's new expansion dropped and Blackwood and, uh, I gotta, I gotta take, it's a positive take. Actually, the companion system's pretty legit, man. It's, it's really well done. I mean, you can get into like gearing them. You can level up their weapons, their skills. I mean, you get skills for your weapons. You get, they've even got it tied into the, the, the fighters, mages, and the undaunted, uh, orders. You got your mages guild, fighters guild, and you got the undaunted, uh, um, guild, which is essentially like the dungeon kind of oriented one. And you can unlock skills by doing that. I'm not a big fan of doing the dailies you have to do for those three lines to unlock them. Cause I'm not a big daily fan. But I will say if for them, that is the only thing you've got to do daily. Man, dude, the companion systems are rocking. I mean, they're super useful. Their AI is working good. Like you can go like heals and tank with one of them. He, he does really good bastion or whatever. He does really good. And then you got uh, Miri, who's like kind of your night blade. And you can make her like just jump in there like a night blade, chop them up, get out. You can make her like do range damage, but you can make them both do anything. But they both clearly have like um, like um, character slash class lines that clearly are built for specific types of gameplay. Um, <laughs> Bastion's kind of got like the Dragon Knights vibe going on and she's got like the night blade vibe kind of going on for skills. But man, it's like. I'm impressed. And then even more so, I'm going to be really honest. I finished not too long ago. I'd have my like time to like, get a little bit of time and I want to chill out, just veg out. I was doing the Markarth, uh, sorry, the um, Graymore expansion. I actually really hated the way that ended. It actually annoyed me. I thought it started off really good. And then it was almost, I was tell, telling my fiance, like I felt like as you were getting through, like as you started off, it was just like, damn, it really got you really captivated my attention and then it almost felt like two-thirds of the way through it was almost like someone different came in and just decided to finish the story off and they just you just are like wait what what like it, i don't it doesn't even make sense like what just happened here i feel like the orsinium dlc was like really good for the game in terms of story but i felt like oblivion this this new one for blackwood with the oblivion tie-in and Maybe it was Dagon and all that stuff. Like, oh, it scratched my oblivion. Elder Scrolls itch. Like, hardcore, dude. Freaking nice. fun. The portals are good. I love them. Like, I actually enjoyed doing that stuff. Could probably do it over and over and actually still enjoy it thoroughly. So they definitely are delivering on this. The Endeavors feature isn't really out yet. It's clearly there in their UI for your, like, uh, party grouping sort of thing. Uh, I, I saw, but... um. Yeah, I guess Endeavor's just to start like sometime middle of this month, maybe or whatever. But which is essentially if you like stuff in the crown crates and you don't want to pay crowns and buy them like that, you can literally just do these endeavors, earn some scrolls or whatever, and use that to get these straight up. So, yeah, that that's that's a good thing they're adding, right? Like that was that that is listening to your fan base, right? Like you know, people been saying like, we'd like a way to be able to earn this kind of, mm -hmm. this, these kind of rewards in the game. So uh, kudos for them for adding that. Cause that's like totally not necessary, right? Like the, the stuff is already there and you can pay money for so, or earn or wait and earn it by subscriptions, et cetera. So for them to add something like here's a way in game to be able to access those items, yeah. it's really cool. Well, hopefully the companion system from what you just described, I'm not playing ESO. Um, but what you just described 
takes me back to the way Star Wars The Old Republic was at launch because the companions mm -hmm. had their own classes and you had to gear them up and you could give them your old gear or you could go out and get gear for them. But they had their own stats, their own resists, their own gear sets. You know, one was a healer, one was a tank. And it was this thing where you might not like the personality and you might not like the storyline associated with this one, but you need a healer. So you have to take them because you're not a healer. And then they got rid of that and they just homogenized it. And now there's a drop down and you can choose what class you want your companion to be. So you could just pick the one whose storyline you like the most or who's, you know, if you're going to romance that one or whatever the case may be. And they got rid of gear sets and now there's no gear. There's just cosmetic sets. So hopefully it sounds like they're just getting into the companion system. Hopefully they stick with that and they don't do it like Star Wars Republic did, which is, oh, you know, yeah. two years later say, ah, no one's really using it anymore. Let's just make it cosmetic only and people can choose what they want. Yeah. yeah, sometimes sometimes the uh, community is wrong, right? So, like, the Star Wars thing, that's totally – and I know Renfell's going to totally uh, understand me on this one. That that was caused by the community's like, wow, 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 we we want it to be this way and that way, right? And they gave in and did it. And it's like sometimes, as a developer, you just have to put your foot down. Like, your I'm guns, sorry, man. community, but that's the way it is for this game, right? Like, we designed it like that on purpose – because of xyz right like so sorry community so, so and that's it there's a line right there's a mm -hmm. line where it's like it's good to listen to your community and feedback etc as a developer you we talk about it all the time you can't let the community fudge your vision like it, it, it that you can go up to that point but as soon as it goes beyond the vision sorry community let's can't do that's it. the design philosophy of the game you know it really disappointed my brother he took it a lot harder than i did but he also invested he played it way more hardcore than I did, and he and his college buddies played it for like two years hardcore, mm. and he just put literally two years of his time into decking out his favorite companions with the best gear and all this stuff, and then they do the patch, and it literally wipes out all of that time and effort, mm. and now it's like, no, it's a drop down. You could just pick the class for your companion, and he was so pissed. Oh, that so, hurts. Hopefully... Elder Scrolls Online sticks to their guns and keeps the companion system the way it is now. Because that sounds interesting to me. I don't play ESO very often, but that sounds at least interesting. Yeah, they um, I'm, they have like a reputation system too. Like they specific things. Like you can get away with like stealing with her or with him. He's like, this is not the path. He's like a paladin dude. Seriously. Will he block you from doing it or no? Just he'll, he'll, leave, just, he'll, he'll just, just talk to you and he'll just be like, that was not the way or something. You're just like, oh, okay. but if you continue, he'll leave, right? I don't know. I haven't tested the water. I read. Oh, really? I read that if you do too much, they'll just leave. Oh. So that'd be <laughs> cool. Read, that, that, that pulls it back in dungeons and dragons territory. Like Baldur's gate, the Baldur's Gate series or the Neverwhere Night mm. series. Like you start doing things that are too much against the alignment of one of your Man. party members. And they're like, you know what? Peace out. I'm done with you. You're, you're a jackass. Yeah. It was like, uh, they've got like this bar, you know what I mean? It's like the red to green and I'm definitely more over in the green, but it definitely reduces points. I think maybe if you get enough to where you go enough in the negative, probably that would make sense. Cause there's gotta be a consequence for going all the way to the other end of the spectrum. I would think, mm -hmm. um, Man, dude, yeah, but I'll see people talking about hardest games they've played. Like, I'm thinking back to some of those, like, freaking old Batman game. Remember an NES game? That was like pretty tough. That was that I was like, a, it was like the Ninja Gaiden or Gaiden game. It was kind of like that style. 
like the Ninja yeah. Turtle games, similar style as well. Like a bunch of jumping off the walls, specific weapons you can like slot or whatever. But yeah, dude. Donatello, um, by the way, Donatello. When you're <laughs> playing that old game, he's the one. All right, he's the one because you can remember you can switch who you want anytime you want. I, that game. I always like Leonardo, I, but yeah, he's he's he might be the coolest turtle. Oh yeah, but but but, but Donatello's got that reach, man. He, yes, he and, does. and he does staff. a lot of damage, man. That staff is brutal. Uh, I just remember it was Donatello, mm -hmm. but for the parts you have to take damage, that you know you're just gonna take Michelangelo, crappiest one in the game. Uh, whip him out and, and just soak up the damage with him. <laughs> it would be cannon fodder, basically. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Damn smart ass. <laughs> you know um dude it's unreal if you guys i've been looking this week at a lot of the unreal engine 5 stuff man people have been putting out tutorial videos on how to use it people have been posting things on youtube in terms of like what they've been creating and everything and i am just wow i mean you can go and download it off of their launcher and you know get yep. in there and start tinkering with it now and i'm just like damn dude i mean it's still really early but it's visually what it look it can stunning. look like is just um wow when we uh, we actually touched on this brief briefly on my other show on the monday's name rpg show on the last episode was recorded <laughs> um because my brother and i are using unreal but we're and we're sticking with four right for the game that we're building right now because we don't need the graphics power right. of five we're doing we're doing an old school point and click adventure game we don't need high-end graphics yeah fair. the 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 people that i've talked to in the development scene who are actually testing unreal 5 the potential is so good that that in terms of what it's going to be doing um it's so powerful that you need a supercomputer to take advantage of what it's truly capable of doing and it's basically designed for next-gen consoles um and especially when you look at they're not just so for those of you who don't know this um the basis for the technology behind the 360 screens that they're doing in the Mandalorian. And I was literally just watching before this show, I was watching an interview between Ewan McGregor and Pedro Pascal because they're talking about what's filming on Kenobi and then what's filming on the Mandalorian. And it's the same crew on Kenobi that came over from the Mandalorian. And that 360 screen technology that they're using for the the sets these days, that's primarily an it's an unreal, it's unreal, it's what's doing it. Obviously they're using oh maya and other things but it's an it's the unreal engine that's powering that set and so when you look at what they're doing with unreal 5 it's not just about video games even though unreal came up as a video game development platform these days it is much more than just a video game platform it is also a movie set platform a film platform they are investing billions of dollars into that tech because it's 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 it, it this is also this goes back to if you're paying attention to what um what is going on with the apple versus epic lawsuit right now right. a lot of what they're talking about with unreal is that they're building i don't remember the exact terminology because i don't have the paperwork in front of me right now but he he keeps repeating and going on about how unreal and epic are building a virtual they're basically building this multiverse is yeah. what they're focused on. And Unreal is their base platform for what they're creating. Um, and they're basically – this also goes back to why Unreal does this um, – they do this amazing grant thing um, where they give – I think it's $100 million is what they're giving to people who develop games in Unreal. And the reason is because they want 
people using the Unreal Engine because the more people that are using the Unreal Engine, they get a cut of all those profits. It's not a lot, but they do get a cut of all of those. Plus, it's more stuff that's going towards this creation of this multiverse that will transcend the real world, so to speak. Um, yeah. A lot of it is techno babble and and pipe dreams. You know him doing marketing speak and so on and so forth. But it is it's a it's a good insight into what they're pushing for with unreal technology it's not just video games it's way beyond video games it's and movies films unreal experiences across the internet vr and much more and and you got to think of the lifespan too of these unreal engines right so like obviously um unreal engine 4 for example just started getting heavily tapped into in the last couple of years where people mm -hmm. are really using this full potential. And then by the time they get to that point, they're already, you know, got legs up working on the next Unreal Engine. So looking at a very long lifespan for Unreal Engine 5, yeah. because a lot of developers are just going to continue using Unreal Engine 4 yeah. for quite a while, even after uh, 5 is ready to go, because they just won't need that much power yet for what they're trying to to, to develop. Um but what, what I think is interesting, um, speaking of that, and I've looked into that with the Unreal Engine and what they're trying to do, and um, in my opinion, I'm going to go ahead and call it now, by the time we get to around Unreal Engine 8, it's going to be a actual, like, uh, I don't know how they'll implement it or, or what have you, but by the time we get to that point, man, we're going to be looking into, uh, in my opinion, uh, entering All the decks, baby. a dimension. I think we'll be entering <laughs> a dimension, right? Like, it'll be, we'll be like, <laughs> you transfer your consciousness into uh, this game. <laughs> I'm serious, man. That's where we're headed. That's where we're headed. If, if, if for those of you who haven't read it, I promote it a lot on different podcasts, oh but God. you need to go read the other land series by Tad Williams. It's four mm. books. They're massive books, but Oh my God, because it's that right there. It's yeah. the idea of, of the vast majority of people can access the internet through, uh, chipsets and they can plug in and go online for a couple days or whatever. Then there's the people who have the immersion suits that are full on, like the Dune still suits that recycle your waste and they feed you and you can go online for you know weeks at a time. But then there's the secret organization who's like the Illuminati or whatever, and they've actually figured out how to transfer their consciousness from their physical bodies into these other worlds on the internet. And and they're powering their worlds through the user base of everyone logging in. It's it's kind of a dark plot, but it's such a good book series. And that's really what the end game there is, is everybody being able to transfer their consciousness into the online platform and then become immortal mm. because you no longer need to worry about your body. Um, so would you guys do that? Would you guys do yeah, that? I would. That? You know, absolutely. You know, you don't have no worries on, on on Earth anymore. Here, everything's your family's taking care of. You're good to go. Um, and and you and your family just plug in, and uh, it's a permanent I'd do it thing. And you just live the rest of your life in a really cool. I would do world. it tomorrow. I have, there is no doubt in my mind. I would be all for that. Oh man! In return, they get to use you as a battery, though, right? Like altered carbon or something. <laughs> I feel like we're talking about starting to talk Which, about by the way, carbon shit. That show was freaking amazing. I was so disappointed it got canceled. I know, I, dude. I've actually, I've actually yet to read the book series. It was such a good show. I was like, that's on my list of books to purchase this year. Um, God, what a good show. Uh, I've watched them. I've watched both <sighs> the series now. Uh, the first season I've watched three times. The second one I've watched twice. Still yeah, good. first season was one I liked the most. The second one wasn't yeah, too better. bad. It was like I first enjoyed it, better. but the first one just like that first one was just awesome. 
Yeah, first one was that, good. That'll be the thing, though, for, like, our grandchildren, right? They'll be plugging in and, like, never coming out of, of these games. And, like, see you later. Uh, some, some of us will be like, oh, my God, back in the day we had controllers and we still could interact with, go to school and stuff. And these kids <laughs> these days, you know. These kids these days don't understand what it means to play a game. I'd be like, <laughs> you didn't have a D-pad. Don't even have to use your hands. <laughs> well, not that kind of game. What? What? <laughs> Dude, man. So there were some announcements that <laughs> that uh, were brought along. But, you know, talking about before I dig into any of them, like, oh, man, there's there's been there's been a few things. Oh, well, let's hit into some new stuff. Well, Renfield brought a few to the table. I'll, I'll let him kind of spearhead the, the way on these few specifically. Um, but there was one on like GameStop, the CEO, right? There was an announcement on that. And then I got a piggyback off of that uh, that I'll talk about, too. But yeah, so like announces they're appointing a chief executive officer officer and chief financial officer. So like what's what's the significance of this? Because I haven't had a chance to read it. I think the significance, the takeaway from this is Mm -hmm. GameStop was a failing company as of a couple of years ago. Then they went through the, this recent wave of, of, um, stock, whatever. Um, it's, it, it wasn't stock manipulation at all, but it was just this, this crazy boom in, in things, which by the way, didn't affect the company itself so much. The CEO who, the then CEO still exited the company and everything else. The point I wanted to to look at with this is they at least appear to be committed to trying to figure out how to adapt their business model into the modern era because they are bringing on ex-Amazon executives who have, if you look at the resumes and the track record of the people they're bringing on board to help run the show now, mm-hmm. these are people who have successfully taken other companies and revamped them and and move them into the modern era, and they they have a track record of success. You don't bring those types of people on board unless you are committed to trying to figure out how to transform your company and and modify it. A lot of people might not know this, but a good example of, of this, which is not game related, but um, Listerine was not a mouthwash. It was originally designed as a floor cleaner, um, and then at some point during I forget which era it was because I haven't researched this in a while. I had to do this for a project. There was a point in time when when that was failing for them, and they just revamped their product. And it's mm-hmm. pretty much the same recipe. It just became, instead of a floor product, it's now a dental product. Well, you just there ruined are... that for me. Okay. <laughs> I didn't know it was a floor cleaner in my mouth. Okay. There are products that and companies that need to revamp along the way because the market changes and they can't and i don't know if it's this show or my other show um i talked about toys r us being an example of a company that Mm. refused the the owner was an old man who refused he said amazon's a blip nothing's gonna become of it he said the same thing about the internet and his company imploded went bankrupt and they closed because he refused to adapt to the times so i i sent that your way as as something of just saying you know i don't i don't think gamestop's dead yet and and the thing i'm gonna google this real quick because if i'm not mistaken the precursor um for gamestop yeah when i google this um does anybody here remember babbage's yeah heck yeah yep. 
So Babbage's was the precursor to GameStop. It was Babbage's, Neostar EQ. Retail. Didn't they buy, or not EQ, what was it called? E something games. They bought them too, right? Not sure. That? But it, it went from like Babbage's, Neostar, EQ. Babbage's, et cetera, Barnes and Noble, and then GameStop. And so it's this, you know, I remember Babbage's from when I was a teenager uh, because that's where I would go get my games. I would go yeah. get my Quest for Glory and King's Quest and Space Quest and all those box games that I used to buy. I would go to Babbage's. So GameStop is this company that some of us have grown up with and watched them evolve over the years. We've gone in and sold games to them. I've bought used consoles for them from them, used games from them. Mm-hmm. I would love to see the company continue to evolve and adapt. But the reality is that in the modern marketplace, you don't necessarily need a third-party retailer anymore because you can sell directly through your own website if you have the marketing knowledge to do so. Like if I have a digital product, it's a little more difficult with physical. If you're selling physical, you still need retail, but because there are uh, – and you, know, you need partners in retail because there's a lot of contracts and there's warehousing and shipping and there's a whole bunch of crap related to physical merchandise. But when it comes to digital – all you need is a website and social media and you could do it all yourself, which is why GameStop took a dive because no one needs to go buy a physical copy. And if you're like me, I pretty much refuse to buy physical copies anymore unless it's a collector's edition that has some really cool shit and a cloth map because I'm a, I'm a sucker for cloth maps um, and miniatures and things like that. But if it's just like, Oh, it's an art book and a box. I'm like, nah. And even worse, now they do the digital item. And I'm just like, ah, I don't care. Yeah, I don't care about the digital deluxe Yeah, and you know they're going to offer it for a dollar later anyway, right? Well, here's the thing. (laughs) The thing with those PDFs is those PDFs is like I was showing you that uh, a few weeks back, Nathan. uh, We were talking about uh, other D&D or other tabletop products. And I I shared a link to you to Grimdark or Grim Hollow, I think is what it's called. And their PDF, which you're supposed to have to buy from their website, someone has taken that and uploaded it to this place that you can go get it for free and you of course can't necessarily download it but you can flip through it and see the whole book in its entirety and use it good i i, I want to step in real quick because yeah. i have to i have uh, as a paladin i have to just get this off my chest <laughs> so i own a ton of D books right when the yeah. new one comes out i gotta have it i've got a lot of yeah. the really old ones i just like having i like flipping through them and reading them i just love them um they're just so well put together but i don't want to it's right there, all of them, right? I got a little bookshelf, right? They're all right there. I will, I'll be working on a project, and I'll need to reference D&D. I will not walk over there and get them. I will Google search a PDF of whatever D&D book I want, and I own it. It's right there, but I will, and because I can flip through it so much easier. I can alt-tab right back over to it. I can, yeah. you know, I can go to, you know, and I'm not damaging my book also. Yes. Um, so I, I just had to get that off my chest that I also use the free versions, even though I own them, you know? Um, so I think a lot, I would assume if I do it, lots of other people do too. Lots of people do. And so that's, that's been the struggle for GameStop is how do we compete with people who could just sell their own digital products? And it's going to be interesting to to see how they try to pivot. Um, because whether I buy a game from a developer or I buy it on, you know, a, a good example is, um, when my brother and I bought Anthem, I bought Anthem for myself, but then for him, I ended, I went to Amazon, bought him a PlayStation gift card, and then sent him the gift card. So Amazon still got my money, even though eventually, you know, EA and Bioware got my money. Amazon got their cut first. Yeah. Um, and 
you know, how how is how is GameStop going to get around that? But I do think it's a good signal for them to be bringing on these two people. That's why I kind of threw that out there because this is a this is a company that's that has a history of in the gaming industry, and it would suck to see them go away entirely. But you know, yeah. how do you compete against um, not just Amazon and people who have their own stuff, but how do you compete against Steam, Epic, you know, all these other launcher platforms? GOG. Now, now it might be too late for them, right? It might be might too be. late for them, but. What I always think about with GameStop is I think of Blockbuster, right? You had this company that was uh, obviously in trouble when Netflix came around and Netflix was on the new consoles, et cetera, and everybody's getting Netflix. But there was a period of time there where they knew they were in trouble and they had to make a choice. We're either going to close stores or we're going to fight. And at that time, Blockbuster had such a good reputation. Everybody knew them. That logo meant something to so many people that had they just decided to fight – and fought Netflix right then and there and started getting the deals with uh, Microsoft and with Sony and Nintendo so that their, 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 their platform was widely available and streamed games. They could have got all the, they could have got all the good deals. Uh, they already had networking with all these uh, production companies, et cetera. If Blockbuster would have fought at the early days of Netflix instead of running, they'd still be here today and we wouldn't be watching Netflix. We'd be watching Blockbuster, whatever. So I think of that with GameStop and it might be too late for them to take the obvious path which would have been um, Game Pass, right? Like Game Pass is top tier, blowing up. You know, um, it might be too late for them to battle with them, right? And and I think there's some kind of weird GameStop Microsoft uh, deal too going on. But yeah, it could be if there's some way that they can find a way to fight back. Like Blockbuster had an obvious opportunity back then. Um, then uh, I hope they do it because, uh, like you said, I grew up with them. That brand means something to me. I I think they got into some pretty crappy. Uh, policies uh, towards the end there uh, with the way they were treating customers and and their own uh, uh, their own employees and the way they made them behave but you know whatever uh still like the brand i hope they survive so talking about gamestop as well like there were there was another this is rumor okay rumor but it it you know would make sense to kind of see something like this happening uh, with with a big change that they've been making lately, and it was that there's a rumor that GameStop's preparing for a Zelda related event, and it's not clear what, but it looks like something Zelda related could be on its way next. They are tying this into a date of around June 15th. This is all just rumor mill stuff coming from like YouTubers and like uh, some journalists and things like that, but it's pertaining to. Um, again, not confirmed, but with the Nintendo Direct E3 2021 coming up on June 15th, um, there's some rumors that there might be a Legend of Zelda 35th anniversary um, classic games kind of coming up with the Switch or something. Um, mm -hmm. So I think this is kind of what people are hinting at, is that maybe GameStop is going to have something in the works around Zelda's 35th anniversary, and maybe they something should. that's also going to tie into Nintendo Direct with E3 of 2021 coming up. So I don't know... What's going on? There's also Breath of the Wild 2, the sequel, you know, coming up for Breath of the Wild that that's been kind of, you know, on the table for a while. So, yeah, I'm not not too sure what the plan is, but or if there's um, even a plan at all. But, dude, I would be so excited if any of that was even true. I want to throw my prediction out there. Sure. Based, I've got a long history with Nintendo. I've watched how they do things and they piss me off sometimes. Yeah, and I know <laughs> that they they take the obviously going to make a lot of money route. Yeah but also not too hard to pull off around, right? right? Um, when, when they're re-releasing games, not when they're making new ones, mm -hmm. when they're, when they're re-releasing games. So they got an obvious way out here. 
okay? For the anniversary, I mean. Ocarina of Time, right? It'll be more than just Ocarina of Time. It'll probably be like a 2D Zelda, the Super Nintendo one, um, Ocarina of Time for the 3D one, and then maybe, uh, I don't mm -hmm. know, Twilight Prince. Well, they haven't released Twilight Prince on Switch. No, they did an HD yeah. of it so, and Wind Waker. On, the Twilight on Princess the Wii U, though. On, on no, the Wii U. Uh, yes, on the Wii U. It had on the H Wii U. Yeah, Wind Waker HD and Twilight Princess HD. But not on the Switch. So not on the Switch. That would make sense. Like Super Nintendo, uh, mm -hmm. Ocarina of Time, and uh, Twilight Princess as one, like they did with Mario, and it's only available for a year, and then they take it off. Um, probably something like that. But here's the deal. What would be really smart in Phil's Nintendo is if they re-released a remake of Ocarina of Time because it's already been remade. Mm -hmm. It was remade for the 3DS, and I wouldn't believe this is possible if I hadn't seen it with my own eyes. You can download and play Ocarina of Time on your PC. There's ways to do it, right? And it, it blows up to 4K and looks like a beauty, man. I mean, it looks like they designed the game to run in 4K, and that's with, uh, you know, that's with that's fan made just to you know uh, change the resolution because obviously it's made for a tiny little screen. Nintendo could take that, obviously throw their own technology to it, be super simple. That game's already finished and launch it as a remake mm -hmm. on the Switch, and it would blow up because it looks beautiful, man. Right. It is a beautiful rendition of that game. So that's what I'm hoping for because I'm a huge fan of that game, and you know I always complain about buying Nintendo games over and over again, but. No. Uh, Trust me, that's I would do it. I, you know, for Zelda, I'm totally cool with it. Take I'm, my money, dude. I'm sitting here looking at like I got the Wii U, you know, like my Wii U from back in the day, and it just it kills me whenever I've got like I got the HD versions, I got them digitally and everything, and now I've got the Switch. And it's like I want to get rid of the Wii U, but I can't play those games there, and it's just like, dude, come on. That's one of the reasons I do like the PlayStation Network because my games yeah. are in the cloud, yeah, and I can play them as you know pretty much on any platform i mean See? there are some restrictions but yeah um the I xbox like i think is it. even better about that because like i can go back to my ps3 and i've got some ps1 games that are on there but they're not on the ps4 store i can't play on ps4 but i can turn on my ps3 anytime and play those uh, which is cool but xbox they just keep carrying over right like yeah all the way back to the xbox one i think uh, so or xbox, be the or 360 yeah my I son don't... still has the 360 games on his new xbox like that I bought when I was a freaking teenager, right? That I didn't know. I don't. Man. I don't. I haven't owned an Xbox since 360, so I didn't realize yeah, they were backwards they do. compatible. Like yeah, that. all That's anything cool. you bought digitally, you can play on the brand new Xbox, even from back to the 360, Perfect. all the way to now. Like they just load them up and play, and it's because like I said, my son, they still play all those games I was buying back back when I was you know in my twenties. Oh man, dude, screw you, Nintendo. It yeah. kills me, but man. It's smart though. It's smart though. It it's, smart. Sell, it's like Apple. It's they're like still Apple. selling like, Mario Brothers One yep. for God's sakes. <laughs> they're still selling it. You know, yep. it's like Apple. Yeah, making you buy the separate headphones and the separate charger and the separate this and the separate that and this doesn't work with this phone, but it'll work with this phone. You know, I was just like, I didn't know this when I bought Chris's tablet recently. I bought it the Wacom One, and. When I was mm. researching, it was like, yeah, you can use it with your phone as well as plugged into your to your computer. And I was like, cool. And then I didn't dig into it beyond that. Mm. And then I get it and I on where I put it all together and I'm like, oh, it only works with like the Samsung eight or better or the, oh. you know, the equivalent iPhones. And she has a Samsung five and I have a Samsung oh. seven because we're we're those people who we, we use our phones until they die and yeah. then we upgrade. 
And so it's like, oh, that sucks. I don't, I'm not going to go out and buy a Samsung 8 just so that you can draw on the couch. Yeah. Sorry, honey. We'll get you a nice office <laughs> chair instead. <laughs> Jeez, man. You had some, uh, you had some other uh, links that you had shared, too. I think one was about Pearl Abyss, right? Doubling down on its Western expansion with Pearl Yeah, so they opened, up, they opened up two new studios. I don't have the link in front of me right now. One's L.A. and... Let me, let me go get that link real quick. Yeah. Other one's uh, uh, Amsterdam. Is that right? Manhattan Beach and Amsterdam offices. Is that it? I got to find it real quick. Yeah, making sure. Oh, wait. Oh, yeah. It's a Gama Sutra press release. And it is loading. I'll link it for chat, too. There yeah, Perlibus America and Perlibus Europe. Mm. Um, Manhattan Beach in Los Angeles. And an Amsterdam office. Um, I think that I look at this as anytime I see a company making aggressive expansions like this, I just think it means that big things are coming down the pipeline, not necessarily for the existing IP that they're running, but for something new because traditionally in development, any, you know, when you're just maintaining a property and even if you're building an expansion, mm -hmm. you have the existing team and they just do things. But you only ever expand when you're building new things. good example is Tactical Adventures, who just released Celasta, open up a new studio because they're expanding that universe. And most games, they will hire hard and bring on an extra few hundred people when it's a AAA company to build the mm -hmm. product. And then after the product's done, uh, the vast majority of those people who are contractors, they go bye-bye and they only keep a core staff um another example of looking at larian studios when they went into development for bg3 they opened up multiple new studios to help supplement the work on Baldur's gate 3 i guarantee you when Baldur's gate 3 is finished they will then reduce staff unless they're going to be going on to build another new product after that so i look at this as um, obviously things are going very well for Pearl Abyss and they're either gearing up for a brand new IP or they've got some sort of serious, um, Black Desert Online expansion stuff in the works. But I look at Black Desert as a game that's now been out six, five, six years. I don't really know. Yeah, um, six or so, yeah. yeah, I don't see this type of expansion being done for well, they existing got, property. They got Crimson Desert coming. Oh, uh, so right. that's a, that. So they, they refused to call it right. an MMO, uh, but they are calling it a multiplayer RPG, right? So okay. I, I, who knows exactly, but the graphics are freaking insane. Right. I mean, it looks crazy. Um, so maybe for that, maybe they're they're getting to that point in development maybe where they just need a crap ton of people um, you know, to, to finish it up. So supposedly more single player in chat there. Yeah. Yeah. There's... um. There's also this other one that you made note of, uh, Renfield, about Star Wars Galaxies at the GDC 2021, right? It's a game developers like conference. If y'all don't know what that is, um, a lot of game developers and companies that go there to kind of show off their stuff and things and link up and all that. But um, yeah, it looks like they're, yeah, you said there's like a nostalgia break here, but it's Coster and Vogel are coming in and doing mm -hmm. a postmortem on Star Wars Galaxies. Um, and you know, I don't I don't consider these guys to be gods like some people mm -hmm. do. Um, I think they have interesting ideas. They have done some interesting things. Um, I mean, a lot of people like worship the ground that um, Coster touches, you know, and it's like ah, I think he's had some cool ideas, but he's also had some failures and he's, he's, he's an interesting character. But I think with Star Wars Galaxies, um, 
a lot of people look back at what went into the original mm-hmm. game and kind of call that like the like the pinnacle of that first generation of MMORPGs in terms of just all the innovation that went into it in terms of anything you you make is unique like there's no two things in the world that are the same every everything is player crafted any place you see in the world you can build something there which created these you know player built cities and and crazy things it was just a really interesting unique game and the crafting system is particular is something that I went pretty deep into with uh, Saga of Lucemia because mm-hmm. I was basing at least part of what I was designing with the crafting system. Uh, part of it was on Vanguard. The other half was on Star Wars Galaxies. And one of the things that was very interesting, which didn't end up making it into the live version of of Star Wars Galaxies, which maybe they'll talk about at GDC, is, is looking at some of the ideas that were just too complex for the time, like resources being finite and certain resources only being found on certain planets. And so there's this, this concept of if, if resources are finite, then you're going to have to, you know, that, that creates this restriction on the market. So there's no inflation. Um, and so, you know, you're going to have to actually do deconstruction of items to get resources back and so on and so forth. And it creates this, this kind of war over resources, but they eventually took that out and just allowed people to mine, whatever. Um, but I think that's interesting um, I would also anticipate that the reason they're giving that talk right now is to promote Crowfall, um, given that Crowfall is mm. now ready for launch. Right. And so I think the reason they're doing this is because they want to get out there. And even though, you know, he's not necessarily tied to um, Crowfall, he was a consultant, if I'm not mistaken. Now he has his own MMORPG that he's making. Coster does anyway. Um, isn't Vogel from Crowfall? I forget. I'm horrible with names so. to first. I think so. Yeah. I can't yeah. Say. So in, in some ways, you know, it's probably a little bit of both, um, but it's just, I think for people who loved star Wars galaxies and want to take a look at, you know, the, 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 the design of that game and how that game came into existence. That's going to be a very interesting uh, panel to, to sign up for. If you're going to sign up digitally to the GDC this year, um, because that's, that's a, that's going to be a cool discussion, I think. Yeah, we, it'll be a very bizarre flex um, to promote Crowfall, in my opinion. Those are so different pages of the universe. But Yeah, who knows? Yeah, but I guess, uh, you know, you do what you got to do, I guess, these days. <laughs> but Star Wars Galaxy is a classic. It would be... Um, it would be awesome if there was an official uh, live server of that still going. Well, there's not, but as an FYI, you just reminded because um, Ash and Phoenix, who does the Crashed While Loading uh, podcast, I've done a couple shows with him, and he shared a trailer with me recently. The actual the emulator, the Star Wars Galaxies emulator that's running, they actually just released or are releasing a Bespin expansion, which is 100% fan-made. Um, and they've got a YouTube video that went out and it looks pretty good. Like it's pretty amazing that this, 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 um, volunteer team who has kept this emulator running all over the years has now produced their own expansion for Bespin, which was never in Mm -hmm. the classic star Wars galaxies game. So, I mean, the emulator is obviously still going strong enough that that's going, and I'm surprised there's part of me that's surprised that it's been allowed to go for this many years, considering how heavy handed. Disney is about 
just locking down IP and and not letting anyone do anything with their IPs without their permission. I've been surprised that the Star Wars emulator, Star Wars Galaxies emulator, has been allowed to go on for so many years. But it, Very in the true. grand scope of things, it only has a few thousand people playing it, so it's it's not a large enough sum of money that they're too worried about it. I think. Yeah. Yeah, so I was like looking over um, some other things here too, and there's like you know Microsoft Future sees or Future Vision sees premium gaming on every screen. Man, I, I do. I'm gonna link this, and I I do think it's very I'm glad likely. you brought that up because I was I was gonna link that to you, but it sounds like you found it anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I saw that one, and I was like, man, uh, yeah, they're big push with like the Bethesda stuff. They got all that. I freaking knew but it, dude. I knew this is where they were listen. Going with all this. Listen to Epic because Sweeney is talking about the exact same thing that, that Microsoft is talking about. Mm-hmm. Unreal, mm-hmm. Microsoft, they're all pushing. Yep. Uh, there's another report on Gamma Sutra. I, I don't know if you've seen it yet, but it, I think mm-hmm. they said that 62%, if the number, I'm off the top of my head, I think they said that 62% of uh, European adults played video games during the pandemic. Yeah. That is a massive lot. increase in comparison to the year before. Now that so, includes uh, that includes mobile games, anything, right? I don't remember. I, I just kind of skim read the piece, so I'd have to dig into it and look into it. But I think the the takeaway from that for me was, you know, sixty more than half, sixty two percent of adults played video games. Um, that just shows you that this market is not going anywhere it's not shrinking the pandemic did nothing to shrink it it actually helped it to grow good for it yeah um and we're just going to see companies like microsoft who now made you know money hand over fist through the the pandemic mm-hmm. are now going to take advantage of that with this aggressive expansion uh microsoft also fyi um has been for the last five years now four or five years has been aggressively buying up independent studios like um obsidian and who's the company who did bard's tale uh and wasteland um in exile in exile uh, i don't remember it's in exile okay they did, i don't know if they did wasteland but i know they did bard's tale but it's in exile they bought in exile they bought obsidian um they've bought these um basically um award-winning independent studios who are now all under the microsoft banner um they're not stupid. Microsoft is aggressively expanding into that gaming market and that whole we want games on every screen. Like that's that's unreal. That's their goal as well. We want to they want to these companies want to build these these online realities where people are just engaged 100% all the time on all devices and I wouldn't yeah. be surprised if we eventually get to the point where we start to see the technology get good enough on mobile mobile devices that we're able to log into the same games that we're playing on our PCs and consoles yeah. also with the mobile device. So it's like, doesn't matter where we are, I could be logged into my favorite game playing with my friends, no matter if I'm home on my couch, in my office on my PC, or on a plane, on my mobile or my tablet. And That's Microsoft's what these companies... trying to push that right now, right? Yes. Like see yes. Game Pass anywhere, played on your phone, uh, your tablet, you know, whatever. Because um, it's on the cloud anyway, so as long as you got as long as you got a good enough connection to where it can stream it to you, then you can play it. Um, yeah, and I've I've dabbled with um, it's it's not PlayStation. It's I think it's PS Now is what it's called. Yeah, which is PlayStation. Yeah. I, I dabbled with that two years ago. Might have been three years ago actually. Whenever I first yeah, it was when I first moved to Mexico City, so that would have been 2018, and I finally had a really good internet connection, and it mm-hmm. was like I'm gonna go because it was you know 
10 bucks a month or something. And I remember I played for like in six months, I think I played like 30 games because they were games that I had never played before. And they were older games for like the PS3 and like, it was just, I went and played all the Batman Arkham games and, um, there was like, I had never played Red Dead, the first game, Red Dead Redemption. Uh, there's just tons of games. And the fact that I could just play it and, you know, I don't have to own it. You know, it's yeah. just, I'm just, I'm just basically paying for access to this like catalog of a thousand games. That was pretty cool. And then Xbox has now taken that and is yeah. attempting to make it bigger and better. Yeah. Game Pass is blowing up. And, and the main thing they did that really hurt Sony microsoft did was you can stream it or if you don't want to put up with that your internet's you know you don't want to deal with all that mess you can just download it and it's oh so well so here's like, the question if you don't have a subscription do you still get access to that game or no it knows it yeah, checks okay. to see if you have a subscription yeah. when you when you when you you know click okay. on the icon so it's like make sure you still got a subscription and you can play that installed game um okay and that makes game pass and dude brand new games Baldur's gate if you have game pass you don't pay a dime for it wow that's launch, pretty sweet it's pretty launch. sweet. And there's a bunch of games like that. Like the new Halo is wow. going to be on Game Pass day one. Like crazy good deals. So well, I just gonna, might need to get You're going to win it. I'm going to might do, do game. But I have to get an Xbox first because I do not own an Xbox. You can play so. it on PC. Game Pass available 100% on PC. I forgot that is cross-platform these days. They are pushing that. Wow, yeah. dude. I'm still buying an Xbox X series because I, I haven't owned an Xbox. Good luck finding one. because well, thing, uh, I, I, I don't even own a PS5 yet. So like, I, neither do I. And I've tried. Uh, I want one. Um, I guarantee you they're going to have all of those will be available for the holidays. They're not okay. stupid enough. They're not stupid enough to not have it. Because we're talking about holidays. the new Unreal. We're talking about the new Unreal engine, right? And that thing's going to be freaking worthless. If we can't buy graphics cards and upgrade oh, our equipment, here we go. Which, but <laughs> by the way, by the way, someone <laughs> made this argument the other day. I can't remember who it was. Oh, it might have been um, Ashen from over at um, oh, uh, Crash World Loading. One of the reasons that he thinks you mentioned this in the and you linked this last week to me, Nathan. The fact that God of War, it not it wasn't the news that God of War got pushed. It was the news that God of War is also now going to be available for the PS4 as well as the PS5. And 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 I think Ashen was saying, I think that's a sign that even they realize that PS5 demand is so high. There's just not going to be enough people who can buy the PS5 version of God of War. So they're making it available for the PS4 mm. as well. That way they can at least recoup their money and yep. still make tens of millions. And I was like, that's actually a pretty I hadn't thought of it like that. Like that's yeah. a good point of view. And from marketing standpoint, that would be a, because they even said before PS five came out, Oh, the PS four is going to be good until at least 2022, because we're still going to be pushing games on that platform all throughout right. 2021, which is why I said, screw it. I'm not going to buy the first round because I'll have, but then this shortage has just gone on and on and on and on and on. And it's like, now I'm starting, I'm halfway through the year going, um, yeah yeah where's these where's these freaking aliens at with this new technology we don't need these microprocessors we can move on to the next thing you know what i'm saying and we don't have this trouble no more and i could buy one from a scalper but fuck that i'm not paying an extra four hundred dollars for or more or more i'm 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 gonna do it the simmerg route right oh are you gonna buy a whole setup i'm just you know what it's the same price yeah and i can and i can hand this bad boy down to uh my wife my kid whatever right it still just makes me mad though because that wasn't my plan, right? Like I hate 
when I make a plan and I can't even follow through. My plan was this is going to be my PC for a really long time. Yeah. And that's all. I, it's a good PC. It only needs a graphics card upgrade. That's it. That's all it needs. And I can't do it. This is me out. Yeah, definitely. That's the way I went, man. I mean, I'm going to probably end up passing mine down to one of my brothers, probably my the brother I live with currently and everything, because like it'll be a big upgrade for him. I seven. He's like I five. I think he's got a seven series or whatever GPU. I've got a the 1080 rog strix in there. It's still rocking. Still great. So, yeah, it's just like it's it makes sense, man. It's a win win. But, uh, you know, I'm like. Oh, you guys, I'm I'm actually on a couple other topics. I'm gonna like slot those for the next time. Um, did you guys? I don't know if you were, are you Resident Evil fans. Do you like Resident Evil at all? Or is... I love it. Yeah. Not really. Okay. Uh, did you see the new Resident Evil? Games. It's cool, man. I I loved the Resident Evil oh, movies, yeah. man. Uh, four was good. No, the movies. I love the movies. I don't like the games. The games, yeah. Um, yeah. The movies I love, but I can't play the games because those types Dude. of games. I just I start peeing myself. Like I just can't. <laughs> You know, it's like I get Silent 30 Hill. minutes in and my heart <laughs> pounded. Yeah, no, I mean, it's full on <laughs> Open doom the door. Dude, those games. Real quick before you jump into that, the yeah. newest Resident Evil is nine crazy, dude. It, it is. Oh, okay. It's too much. It's too much. It's too much. much. I have yeah. to take a break. So I have to be, OK, yeah. geez, dude. Really? Like the village one? You have a panic attack, dude. It's freaking <laughs> That's why I... in these situations where you're yeah. just like, oh, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> It doesn't matter how much weed you smoke either. It's uh, like I'm not going to get. Oh god, I can't imagine. Those. I can't imagine trying to do it under uh, the influence. Oh, oh my god, dude. Oh my god. So there's like the Netflix series. It's an animated series coming Looks out, cool. dude. It's like it's got like some of your favorite people in there, man. The Infinite Darkness trailer. I watched it. I watched it. And I'm like, damn. Ah man, they got some stuff, man. They got some good stuff. I'm I'm gonna watch that. I'm 100 percent gonna watch. I'll that. watch it too. Yeah. I will totally. Did you see? Did you see the Masters of the Universe trailer that dropped today? What? what? It dropped yeah, today too. Go, oh, it dropped today too. I put it out on Twitter and my Facebook. I was okay, like, this is on. the best. It's literally it's Kevin Smith directing, creative director. It's Bear McCreary doing all the music. So of Battlestar Galactica, Outlander, so Black Sails, God of War. And like Mark Hamill is Skeletor, so it's like he's if you if, if this ties into the Batman thing, which we haven't talked about yet. No. But. Well, he he already did it, didn't he? Wasn't he, he the remember when they tried to reboot oh, it a little while back, uh, maybe ten years ago, 10, 12 years ago? And I'm pretty maybe. sure it was Mark Hamill then too. Yeah, maybe. I'm like ninety five percent sure. Yeah, I love. Oh him. my he's god, this is on singer. Netflix too, dude. Yes, oh, yes. What? And that Yo. that trailer just dropped today, dropped and I was chat. all Yo. over it. Oh, I'm nerd oh, now. There's, Dang. That was uh, my first. That was my first. Uh, that's what got me into figurines and all that. Because that was a, a little, little munchkin. Uh, Netflix has. Netflix is flexing on the animation they front. Yeah, sure are. They got the Castlevania. Castlevania is yeah. really good. I like. Yeah, the and they've done. One. They did an altered carbon one. They did a. They did. They did a Witcher one. Mm -hmm. They. are yeah. doing. Still doing the Witcher. Yeah. They almost yeah. got Zelda until it got leaked. And I know like, we oh. talked about it, dude. Oh my yeah. gosh, dude. Netflix is killing it right now. I mean, they had the Marvel stuff for a while there. Um, some of them I liked. Like, I like the yeah. Daredevil. Like, I actually really like the Daredevil. I was curious to see if Punisher was going to go through. And it was looking pretty good, too. But the other ones I was like, meh, about for the most mm. part. But Could have been Blockbuster. Could have been Blockbuster. <laughs> <laughs> it's so true, dude. It's it like Toys R Us, Blockbuster. I yeah. mean, and they could have got the it. deals for the good movies, for the good shows. They could have got it all. They true. already had the networking down. So true, dude. Yeah, I, I liked it too. And then you got the Resident Evil 9 has reportedly been in development for two years already. 
yeah. will have the longest development journey of any Resident Evil game, according to. How are so, they going to get that in there? Whatever. That's the big question. How are they going to do it, guys? Because you know they've been putting the, uh, you know, the Roman numeral for the for the Resident Evil. What part how can it they is. fit it in? Yeah, the village. How are they going to get an IX in there? What 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 are we doing here? How are they going to do that? <laughs> because you know they're going to. How they, you know, it's almost like they have to be like, all right, guys, before we even come up with an idea for the next Resident Evil, it has to be based around where we can put a, a one and an X in it. So whatever your idea is, make sure it includes. Uh, a one in the next. Oh man, dude. So we we've got more to talk about, and I'm gonna be saving some of this. I like to tease, man. I can't I can't help it. I like to tease people, man. I, I do. And we got a few things to tease on. We're gonna have some really fun discussion about epic stories, epic characters. Like, I mean, we can talk talk comic books or whatever. We're gonna lead. This is gonna be our leading topic for what's to come next time. And yes, I'm going to make y'all wait two weeks because next Thursday is my birthday and I'm mm. turning 40 and damn it. Yeah. I don't want to do shit on my birthday. No. I'm horrible about doing stuff. Even when I'm like, oh, I took off for this week. And then I really just did stuff anyway. I'm, I might do a live stream. If I do, it's going to be like jumping on, hanging out for a little bit at a part of the day where I can just kick it and do probably stream raiders because I don't have to do anything but just hang and chill. Street legal, right? You've had both your shots. Yeah, I, technically, yeah, I've got go both forth, my shots, so. go, go forth, and street legal, <laughs> wreak havoc. So yeah, man. So next next Thursday we'll be off. We'll be on the next one after that, though, of course. Um, and Same, I was just gonna say, man, I didn't know you were turning forty, man. Looking good, man. Doing a good job. Thanks, Keep man. Thanks, man. Whatever you that know, routine is, man. Keep that going. You baby. know, man. I exfoliate a little bit. I work out. <laughs> I got a baby face, and it's genetics. And then I, you know, I take care of a beard. And I can't confirm or deny if there's right. actually white yeah, in here. I'm gonna guess you're younger than me. I'll just totally guess you're younger than me. Yeah, I, I know. No this this started going white. Me, yeah, yeah. I started going white at like 36, 37. It started going yeah. white and gray. Yeah, yeah. I died. Man. I died. Man. Do you really? My wife has tried <laughs> to convince me. My just wife has tried. <laughs> she tried really hard to get me to. Uh, she's wanted me to dye my hair and dye my beard, and I'm like, nope, I'm not gonna do it. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, all this fake, fake. It's a great. It's all great. I got, I got convinced I'm gonna do a stream. Uh, like probably much earlier than this, like early afternoon or something. I'm gonna jump on. I'm gonna hang out, say hey, everybody, play some Dream Raiders or whatever, and then, um. Yeah, look at this. Look at this stuff in chat. Then I'm just going to chill out. I'm going to disconnect. I'm going to just hang. Uh, but I got some stuff here. I had to pick a secondary class. I'm uh, sorry. <laughs> you see that? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Rebooted it said level 40, huh? Time to pick a secondary class other than Paladin. <laughs> Maybe I yeah, will. Maybe I will. Maybe I will. Another one, Ventarian said the light's reflection burns impurities. <laughs> like, I actually have a significant number of white hairs in my beard. If I'm gonna be really honest, I dye this shit. Yeah, have to. You, you guys are gonna make. You guys are gonna end up convincing me to let my wife dye my beard. I'm my just hair. saying, man. Just try it. See what you think. You exactly. I mean? Exactly. Worst try case it. scenario, it grows out. Nice solid line across the beard. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> And it looks like you're just now going right. You know, right. Like, eh, it just it just caught up to me all at once. Like just <laughs> that one year, man. Pandemic. Yeah. Yeah. It was like it was that damn year, fucking 2020, man. It hit. 
Those are the delayed reaction bits, you know. I do gotta say though, every time I see a paladin in a game and they go with the the white beard and the white hair, yeah. I'm always like, mm, that looks good for a paladin. That looks pretty good. Yeah. You know, I do gotta say that. Like it's old Rivia, man. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. And yeah. One of these days when there's enough in there, I'll be like, and we we donezo and I'll let it happen. I've got a good number here. There's a good number of white hairs here, and there's a good number right around here. So once it fills in enough, I'll be like probably we'll see i don't know man it depends on how long i can keep this going because how cool would it be to hit 50 and people think i'm like still just about to turn 40 because yeah. right now people still think sometimes i'm like 30 ish 30 31 yeah that's what i thought i thought you were around 30 maybe yeah. May, I, I even thought maybe you're late 20s i didn't know i actually get that sometimes <laughs> different people like and it, it's the baby face man because when i was in high school i hated it now i'm like ain't that bad yeah, ain't, that bad. ain't that bad ain't that bad man <laughs> so the batman stuff man Cat batman comics are releasing some new additions right they had some new titles and and basically you know from 2021 and beyond they are literally reinvigorating the comic book series and you know it kind of like gave me this idea and this is the question we're gonna leave for us here on the show and for those listening or watching like favorite stories, man, favorite comic book characters and why favorite video game characters and why, what made them like, what made you love them so much? What made you so excited that every time there was a new game, a new comic that came out, new comic uh, series covering that character. What made you excited about them? Like even movies, man, some, some things actually release specifically as a show, right on a, in a series and then they get a spinoff and then you're like, Oh, I love it. You think about Lord of the Rings, you think about Batman, you think about Spider-Man, you think about Zelda games, you think about Prince of Persia. I mean, you could literally, Resident Evil, I mean, people get passionate about characters all the time, and it, and one or two characters can be the big selling point for why somebody continues to play a game, watch a movie, watch a series for the long haul, right? Um, and so the question is, what are those video game characters, story characters for you all, and why? Because that's what we're going to pick up on next time on the show. And why are we tapping out now? Because it's like almost 97 degrees outside. I live upstairs. It's hot. It's sticky up here. The daggum house isn't built for me to be doing this shit in the middle of the day when it's this hot outside. What happened to the 70s that were here two days ago? I don't understand. <sighs> I'm that's fine. why I love, Me I love Mexico City climate because it's... The hot months are kind of already passed. It gets up to like 85 in April, May. And then by June, it's already, by the end of this month, it'll mm -hmm. be back down to 75, 80. Nice. It's nice. It does sound And it's nice. dry. It's dry heat. And not sticky humidity, man. That's yeah, the no, stuff I did that, uh... eight years in Cancun, which was like 95% humidity. And it's like 95 degrees year round. I know. I need to get an AC for my AC, man. It's just, uh, yeah, we're to look at some stuff at days. We got to get, we got to prepare. Cause you know, ashes of creations and then we get going yeah. into something soon. And Sam can't be sitting here pulling off 12 hour sessions. Yeah. You'll, like be, you'll, be, you'll be taking the shirt off on the stream. It's going like, to happen. Yeah. Someone said something about a bathtub. Can I get that with cold water? Some yeah, damn ice hot tub screaming. Shit, you right got back to start, there. You got to start dying all that too, because that's gonna be on camera. So uh, oh hey, I've only got up. I just pluck I pluck <laughs> I pluck those. There's only like seven or eight right now I gotta okay. worry about. All right. All right. Pluck all them right. out. That might that may not even show up. Little like, pinch yeah. of pain lets me know that I'm still alive. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> oh my gosh, man. So I'm going to, we're going to wrap this up. I'm going to check out this Masters of the Universe Revelation teaser for the Netflix series and um, check out my AMC stocks because, you know, I've been doing the game a little bit <laughs> on the side and okay. see if New Zealand's opened their damn borders yet. What's that? Oh, mm. hold on. I got an, wait, you what? Just, but you did just remind me, I got an email, FYI. I remember I told oh. you I, Yes. Years ago from the immigration. Yeah. I did get an email from them like a week or two ago. I forgot to forward that to you. So to remind me that post, as we get off the post show. Post show. Cool. Okay. Because so. it's it's a list of like jobs and they're opening up. They're opening up the border for job specific people. Awesome. So. so that's our show, everybody. We're going to let Renfell and then Nathan shout out their domains, where they reign when they're not on the show. So you can go check them out. We'll start with Renfell. Uh, youtube.com forward slash Renfail is the primary place, but we are everywhere. Uh, recently been blowing up on TikTok, which is kind of cool. Um, yes. but I've got all the social media, but it's mostly YouTube for all the stuff I do. And then our project drama stuff is all over at patreon.com forward slash Renfail. That's Ninja Loot narrative, by the way, in chat. So it's enough out of you all anyway. I'm sorry. <laughs> Nathan. Uh, you can find me on YouTube, the Nathan Napalm, uh, also on Twitter, the mm. Nathan Napalm. Um, yep, that's where I'm at for now. Outstanding. And friends, it's always a pleasure. It might be the end of the show, but you know, we're always looking for more to join the party. Ransom plenty. Until next time, two weeks from today, you all stay safe out there. Walk in the light. Have a great night. We'll see you again real soon, friends. Have a good one.